Welcome back, everyone, to Debate the Pantheons. My name's Tristan. My name is James. And we will be talking about... Daedalus, a man cursed with knowledge. Okay. All right. So, what is this story genre about, James? So, pretty much this story is about Daedalus. He's a descendant of King Erichthonius. Okay. Daedalus is believed to be the smartest man in Greek mythology. Controversially, of course, there's some people who don't think that. <laughs> so, before I talk about Daedalus, I'm going to tell you about King Erichthonius. Mm. And his story is kind of weird. Um, we call him King Erichthonius, a.k.a. the handkerchief guy. And you'll find out right now. The handkerchief so, guy. <laughs> so, King Erichthonius was born from a handkerchief with the sweat and, essen- and essence of Hep- Hephaestus. And Athena. Hephaestus being the blacksmith god and Athena being the wisdom goddess. So this handkerchief got the sweat and I hate to say the essence of Hephaestus on it. And Athena, because Hephaestus was chasing Athena because he wanted to marry her and she wasn't having that. So she was running away. So Hephaestus kept chasing her and he eventually hugged her and he was sweaty. So she tried to wipe. She pushed him away, flew away, and then she wiped off the sweat with a handkerchief and she threw it off a cliff. But that handkerchief contained the essence of Athena, since it had it, she was also sweating. So it had the sweat of Athena and the sweat of Hephaestus. So when that when the handkerchief hit the ground, it didn't just sit there. It became a baby. And Athena, at first, she wasn't going to do anything about it. She heard the baby cry, but she was like, "Obviously, I'm going crazy." But eventually, she kind of like she was like, "Okay, I have to check out what this is." And she saw, and she immediately knew that the baby was born from the handkerchief of them. So technically, it was her kid. Even though she was a maiden goddess at the time, meaning she didn't have, she didn't have sex, so she was a maiden goddess. Um, so she adopted this kid and she names him Erichthonius, which is a really the way out name. But yeah, so she names him Erichthonius and she decides to make him the king of Athens, which was her city. So fast forward, um, Erichthonius has many kids. He has descendants, and all these kids and are really smart. They're the smartest of out of everybody in Athens and maybe out of everybody in Greece at that time. So this is where we talk about Daedalus. Daedalus was arguably the smartest out of all of Erichthonius' descendants. And so he was known because he could build anything. He could he knew the answer to every question. He could make anything you wanted. He could make a floating table maybe. He could make like a flying car. He could if he was if, let me just tell you, if Daedalus was here in the modern world, we would be way more advanced than how we are now. We would be maybe even living on the moon by then. This is how smart that guy was. You have to remember, he has the knowledge of Athena and Hephaestus. These are the two smartest gods. So, And this is all in one person, a mortal. So, yeah, so Daedalus was known. He could build anything. He, everybody loved him. He was really famous. So after a while, he got tired of the fame, and he was like, I want to I wanna do something with myself. I want to actually have enough time to just live my life instead of just doing everything for everybody else. So he's like, I'm going to have an apprentice. So he hires his sister's, nep- his sister's son, Perdix. So Daedalus didn't know this at the time, but Perdix was already a really small, smart individual. Like, he knew Perdix wasn't an idiot, but Perdix was smart and and a lot of people started to believe that Perdix was smarter than his uncle and that he would grow to be more famous and more rich than his uncle. Daedalus didn't like that. Every time he made an invention, Perdix would make one that was even better. He makes a shovel. He makes a floating shovel. He makes a car. He makes a flying car that can also go underwater. <laughs> so when Daedalus realized that Perdix was smarter than him, he became jealous. So one day... Perdix is is talking to his uncle and remind you Perdix wasn't a bad kid he was really humble he wasn't disrespectful to Daedalus who was humble he he was just a kid he was just a smart kid but anyway Daedalus realizes that Perdix is gonna is gonna like surpass him one day so he pretty much thinks in mind I will not let this happen I will remain the top dog and so I have to get rid of this kid so he says Perdix catch and so he throws like a device and Perdix goes to catch it but it goes over the balcony, and Perdix trying to catch the device, he falls over the balcony and dies. Some some mm. believe that Athena turned him into a bird before he hit the ground, but that's I'm just going with the fact that he just died. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, it's more tragic. 
Yeah. So when so technically Daedalus killed him. I don't, I don't care if it's like oh well he didn't like he wasn't the one who pushed him. He threw the device. He knew what he was doing. He he wanted Perdix to die. Mm-hmm. That was the end game. I mean, so when again he he is smart, so he'll figure out a way to make it look like he didn't do it. Yeah, but people realized they were like it makes it only makes sense. And also when Athena found out that he killed Perdix, she was furious. She mm-hmm. she couldn't believe that somebody would kill somebody with such knowledge. She she thought Daedalus of all people would understand him being somebody who's also very smart. And so she curses him. She brands him with the mark of a partridge, which is a bird. What which is like what most people think Athena turned Perdix into, but again we're sticking with the fact that he died. So Daedalus goes outside and tries to bury the body of Perdix, but by that time all the townspeople see him and they realize that okay, he killed him. It's obvious. He could he wasn't that smart. Like he tried to bury him in a town where everybody knew who Daedalus was. So obviously he would always have people around him. So they run him out of the town, they want to kill him, but he flees. And so he runs away from Athens. So eventually Daedalus moves to Crete, which is sometimes considered to be on the whole other side of the world, but that's just whatever. That's also where Zeus was born, if you guys listened to our last episode. That's where Zeus was born, and that's where he grew up. Anyway, there's no, like, that's, I'm just saying, that's fun fact. Mm-hmm. So he moves to Crete, and he's noticed by King Minos for his genius intellect and his craftsmanship skills. So King Minos, um, King Minos hires him as his lead, like, inventor and stuff. So he becomes really rich. He's famous. He's he can make anything. People love him. He's he's gaining his life back. But obviously, you know, this isn't going to last because, again, he's cursed by a goddess and he killed his nephew. Mm. He's not going to have a good life. Mm-mm. That's just the end of that. Yeah. So King Minos was the son of Zeus. And the thing about King Minos, he was also adopted. So he wasn't technically. He wasn't technically supposed to. In- inherit the throne but he was adopted by the former king so he gained it but the townspeople didn't like that they were like they didn't want an adopted king i know it's messed up but that's just how it is so they didn't believe his his um his dad was zeus so king middles it calls his dad he's like dad please give me a sign give me a sign and zeus being the deadbeat dad that he is he doesn't even answer he doesn't yeah, he doesn't give him a sign like he's zeus. like okay yes very much Literally, Zeus's only time that I think he really answers his kids is Hercules, but I feel like that's because that's his favorite son, let's be honest here. <laughs> People listening to this are all relatable. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Which was me? Which was me? So, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, anyway. So, King Minos, realizing that Zeus isn't going to answer his call, he decides to pray to Poseidon the second. He's like, um, so, you know, I'm your nephew, so can you, like, do me this favor, come on, man. I need a sign to convince these townspeople that I'm fit to be their king. So Poseidon is, I guess, he's in a good mood. So he he makes a bull out of water, a pure white bull, and it comes out of the sea and it gallops, and everybody's like, "Oh wow, yep, he's definitely fit to be a king. That's definitely his dad." Even though when you think about it, wouldn't they be more suspicious that it came out of the water? Mm-hmm. And Poseidon and Zeus don't like each other, so that doesn't even make sense. So wouldn't they be suspicious? Like, wait, why did it come out the water? That doesn't even make sense. But no, whatever, whatever. That's it works. They they must have been stupid. They not all of them could be smart like Daedalus. Exactly. I mean, uh, so yeah. So I'm sure you guys are probably wondering how does this tie into Daedalus? I'm getting to that. So anyway, fast forward. Um, Minos loves this bull. It's his prized bull. He keeps it safe. He it's the cleanest bull. It's separate from the other ones. So King Minos had a wife named Pastafae, and she was a sorceress. But yeah, so she was a sorceress. That's not really important, but that's what she was. Mm-hmm. Um. So people used to compare Pasiphae to Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty, because Pasiphae was apparently a really, really beautiful woman, like more gorgeous than any mortals. I'm assuming. Mm. So Aphrodite doesn't like being compared to mortals. She doesn't like when people say, "Oh, yeah, this woman's more beautiful than Aphrodite." Like you don't say that. Okay. And so Aphrodite, instead of taking out the anger on the people who said it, she takes out her anger on Pasiphae. The thing was, the reason why she took it out on Pasiphae, so if somebody tells you that you are more beautiful than Aphrodite, the smart thing to do is immediately be like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, don't say such a thing, no, she's ten times more beautiful than me, to like, mm-hmm. make sure that Aphrodite knows, I don't agree with these people, curse them, not me. But Pasiphae didn't do that, she, she indulged in this, she let them say this stuff, she was like, yeah, I am, mm-hmm. I must be more beautiful than Aphrodite, because all of you guys are saying it, so Aphrodite doesn't like that. 
So Aphrodite curses Pasiphae to fall in love with King Menos's prized bull. Oh. Yeah, let that sink in. Because I'm sure you guys can guess where this story is about to go. So Pasiphae falls in love with this prized bull and she goes to Daedalus because she's like, I, the bull won't notice me. I don't know why. Like, I, I'm a catch, <laughs> but I guess he just doesn't like me. Daedalus, you have to do something. So Daedalus is like, uh, I don't know. Like, that's not a good idea, as anybody would say, because mm-hmm. it's not a good idea. It's disgusting. Call PETA, please. Oh, my God. Dude, it's I really hate this story just of how disgusting this is. But I mean, Dude, you get a cool monster oh out of it. God. So whatever. It sounds like it's just like if high school drama had curses and like your enemy had the ability to curse you like that. It's, Dude, it's, people would be falling so, in love with like, with, like dogs like, and cars <laughs> and types of stuff. That'd be good. Follow, like if you, if you had drama or beef with some girl in another classroom or another friend group and that girl curses you to fall in love with the principal. Like it's so bad. Dude. Oh so my stupid. gosh, man. Okay. Continue. I mean, <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, Pasiphae goes to Daedalus and she's like, help me disguise myself as a cow. And Daedalus is like, I don't know. I don't know if this is right. So she pulls out the one card. She says, how do you know what's right or wrong? You killed your nephew. And so he's like, okay, I'll just, you didn't have to bring up my nephew, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so I hope you get down with the bull, you disgusting freak. Jesus. So, yeah, so she, he helps her disguise herself as a cow and he puts her inside of the pen. And oh my God. Long story short, they, they put him in the get, pen? Yeah, so th- she put him in the pen with the bull so they could, Ugh. you know. Get down. Hey, guys, don't don't oh judge people's God. relationships. This is perfectly normal. It's okay. Beastiality. Yeah. Not Be gonna, who don't you quote are. On this. Do not quote it on Please. this. Please. Do not. We don't want to get flagged. Context. Do not take Peter, that out of context. Peter, if you're listening to this, Please. it's a story. We, we it's don't. myth. <laughs> Peter, <Please>. it is myth. <laughs> we do not agree with this. Please. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> did, did they hear that? All right, cool. They did. So anyway, she disguises herself as a cow, gets with the bull, they get down, and from this relationship, I guess you'd call it, the Minotaur is born. So the worst thing for Pasiphae, I'm still going to talk about Pasiphae real quick. Um, mm-hmm. After she got busy with the bull and found out she was pregnant, the curse broke. So she kind of got out of that out of that curse where she was in love with the bull, so she realized what she did. And once Minos found out, he punished her. He had her locked away in the tower. And when she gave birth, he put the Minotaur into a maze crafted by Daedalus. King Minos found out that Daedalus helped Pasiphae get with the bull. And he's like, oh, come on, man. I took you in when you killed your nephew. What is wrong with you? And Daedalus is kind of thinking to himself, why does everybody keep bringing up my nephew? I tried (laughs) to escape that, but people keep bringing it up. But okay. So Daedalus decides that he's so anyway i'm sorry king Minos locks up daedalus into a tower and daedalus is by this time daedalus has a kid named icarus i i know that name sounds familiar we will be talking about that story mm-hmm. daedalus is locked away and so king Minos is still forcing him to make stuff for the place for his kingdom so he forces daedalus to make the labyrinth the labyrinth which is what he puts the monitor in so the Labyrinth is a mystical maze that no one can escape from. It's, it's ever-changing. It's also a good movie. Yeah, Maze Runner. Great movie. You guys have to watch that. No, The Just Labyrinth. <laughs> I've never heard of that. The la- you've ne- okay. I'm not gonna... Yeah, I'm not really... Uh, I don't really watch good movies, guys. I only watch like uh, <laughs> Marvel and Harry Potter. Oh, so. no. Yeah, that's true. Those aren't good movies. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I, didn't say all that. I didn't say all that, but all right. So, um, maybe one episode we'll talk about, like, Harry Potter and magic and, like, mythology no. and magic. Uh, I mean, yes. actually, versus, yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah, who would win? Who would win? Anyway, all right, sorry, we're getting off, off topic. Yeah. So, anyway, the, the labyrinth was pretty much a magical maze that you can't escape from, unless you had a magic thread that showed you where you started and where to go to get back. This maze was always changing. Horrors awaited. There was dark rooms, spikes that came out of the floor, monsters, hellhounds, anything you can imagine was in that maze. It drove you insane or it killed you. That's pretty much it. You uh, either hell? died or you stayed in there so long that you went mentally insane and killed yourself. Like solitary. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it's literally like you're in solitary confinement, but ten times worse. Hellhounds? So, Call of Duty. Hellhounds, hellhounds. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, so there is all types of monsters. And let's say that maybe you find the center of the map. Oops, sorry. That doesn't mean that you're scot-free. You're, oh, I made it to the center. I'm chilling. No, you're not. Because you know what's in the, in the center of this maze? The Minotaur. Oh, no. And the Minotaur, being raised away from society, didn't really have a human soul, even though he was half human, half bull. He was purely bred to be a murder weapon. So you get to the middle of the maze, and you think, oh, I got it off scot-free. But lo and behold, you see a man with the head of a bull, about 10 feet tall, ready to kill you. He picks you up and eats you. Wait, I thought it was a man with the body of a bull. Or is no, that it's a, a different man thing? with the body of you a know, man. I'm probably, thinking, I'm, th- I'm probably thinking about something else. Isn't that like the goat? No. That's the goat body one. Right? Yeah, those are satyrs. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot, yeah. So, so yeah, so the Minotaur, he's in the middle of the maze, and so when you get there, you're killed by the Minotaur. So pretty much there's no way to get out of this maze unless you have that magic thread. Somebody did get out of that maze, but maybe we'll talk about that another day. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so let's get back to Daedalus. Daedalus is in prison, and by this time he has a son named Icarus. And Icarus is allowed to visit his dad like two times out of the week and stuff like that. Wait, how did he get a son again? I don't know. They don't really specify that. I'm just assuming he met somebody in Crete. In, but isn't he like locked up somewhere? I think by this time he the son was already born. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so oh. Daedalus is in there, and he eventually starts crafting wings made out of gold. Is the story getting familiar here? Yeah, it should. Everybody should know this story. I thought it was he makes these wings wax. out of gold, uh, gold and wax. Oh, okay. The, the wax holds it together. Nice. Or I could, be, yeah, the wax holds the gold together. I see. Um, which I don't understand. I don't get. But mm-hmm. Daedalus was smart, so I'm not even gonna. I'm it not even get into yeah. that. It it just works, yeah. So Daedalus and his son eventually they're hanging out, and Daedalus tells him it's time. But by this time, Minos was ready to kill Daedalus. He was like, okay, I kind of have no use for you now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, because, like, Daedalus yeah, is I, the smartest guy. I so do I don't not know, know why. That, like, what do you mean? I don't have any use for you. You're the smartest man who could build anything I want possible in the world. Yeah. But you're not useful. <laughs> you're not useful. I don't need you anymore. Jesus. But, yeah, so he's ready to kill Daedalus. And so Daedalus is like, all right, it's time. We got to go. We got to go. So they put on the wings, but by this time, Minos and his guards burst and are like, it's time to die, buddy. But Dennis is like, nope, I'm out of here. We're flying out this window. So they jump out the window and they fly on wings made out of gold and wax. And wax. That makes sense. It's okay, but Don't it's a judge. special type of wax. You know, it's wax that'll still melt if you fly near something that's very hot. But it's a strong enough wax that will hold gold together and give it's you that- the ability to fly. It's that Daedalus Pro wax. Y'all don't know about it that. It doesn't matter right. how heavy it is, even though you're using metal as wings. And a human body. And a human body. Two? Is that, Are they flying together? Uh, no, they're on two separate bears. Okay, okay. But by this time, Daedalus is like a man-man. He's, he's like in his 60s probably by this time. Okay. Is he... Okay, so, wait, um, is, is he a god? Demigod? No. Uh... Technically, I guess you'd say he's a demigod by descendants. So he's like mm-hmm. a generational demigod. Okay. How does that so, work? Hmm? I wonder, uh, how does so, that... like, I mean, that stays with you. It's because King Erichthonius was technically a son of Hephaestus and Athena because he was oh, made okay. from the Okay, I see what it means. It's like a. Yeah. It's, it's like. It's like, like if you go on. If you take that little swab in your cheek and then you send it to like 23 and me and you still have some you have some sort of god in your blood so that makes you yeah pretty much sort of a demigod pretty much yeah okay I get so it. anyway getting back to the flying on wings made out of gold and wax um they're flying and daedalus tells icarus don't fly too close to the sun or it'll burn your wings don't fly too close to the ocean or it'll mess with your wings i don't know why i said don't fly too close to the ocean i, I don't mean, understand that corrosion Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he said cor- it would corrode the wing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've read this full thing. And Greeks have a very weird way of explaining stuff. They like to put it in poems. It's really annoying. It's really hard to decipher <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, you guys so- have no idea how hard it is to research for these episodes. I can just picture you like trying to read it like in depth with detail and information. And you're over here trying to like read it as it's rhyming. And you're like, what? Okay. Dude, it's so... This is hard. There's so many vines and like I'm like Shakespearean language. I don't believe was even made back there, but whatever. It works. So anyway, so yeah, 
Icarus is flying, decides that, oh yeah, I'm gonna fly too close to the sun because I'm a god now. I can, I'm, I can touch the sky. Because Icarus thought he can touch the sky. Icarus oh could god. not touch the sky. Icarus dies because he flies too close to the sun and it melts his wing. He falls into the ocean and Daedalus, he literally can't stop because they're flying over the ocean. And he, all he could do is just look back and see his sun just plummeting into the ocean. And fun mm-hmm. fact, that ocean became the Icarian Sea. So named after Icarus. In real life? Yes, in real life. Icarian Sea. Just to think. Some idiot tried to fly outside, outside of the atmosphere. Because he thought he could touch the sky. <laughs> okay. All right. This kid wasn't... He did not get... Um, he did not get Daedalus' knowledge. He didn't know, not at all. Not he was even like the twice basic. removed or something. <laughs> he had no even basic knowledge that that happened. Like he told you happen. not to fly to the sun, and you fly to the sun. Like, See, are people, you dumb? This is why you are not. Do not ever be stubborn. Okay. <laughs> Follow instructions. Follow instructions because you'll turn out like Icarus. Yeah, and it, and, that's no. for the parents. You're welcome, kids. Listen to your parents. Yeah. Not, not okay. Well, family friendly. Family, yeah. Listen to your parents on a certain extent. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so Daedalus eventually makes it to the island of Sicily, and this is where he decide he begins to work for King Coclus, who was a huge fan of him because by this time Daedalus was world renowned around Greece. So technically not world renowned. Okay, whatever, whatever. Sorry, I messed up. He was <laughs> Greece. He was Greece renowned, I guess. No, actually, I don't think Sicily is in Greece. So I, I'm, I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, it's in Italy. I think. Yeah, it's in Italy. So yeah, I'm yes, right. Whatever. Yeah. So King Coclus, he hires Daedalus, and he's a huge fan. So he's making all this stuff, but eventually word gets back to Minos that Daedalus is on this island of Sicily. And and Minos is like, so I can't really, I don't want to storm that because I'm not sure if I'll even be able to get there. Because, yeah, I just don't know if I'll be able to storm this castle. I don't know anything about this king. Does he have a big army? Who knows? So he comes up with a task that only Daedalus can solve. The task is to tie a thread to it, the end of an ant and have it crawl through one end of a conch shell to the other. Wait, wait. Conch shell? Is it? A conch shell, yeah. Oh, uh, is, is that the listen. one? That, yeah. Okay. Is it like that thing that they used in like SpongeBob in that one yeah. episode? Yeah. Okay, I get it. So the thing is, how are you gonna tie a thread to an ant? I mean, I they never explained how he did that. I don't know how he did that without like him dying. But Daedalus is smart, whatever. And also, how are you <laughs> gonna get the ant? How are you gonna convince the ant to go to the other side? You know what I love about this is like what? Okay, the first thing we learn about Daedalus is he's like irrationally smart and. You, since he's so smart and everyone talks about how smart he is, you start to just blame it, everything on his intelligence, like things that aren't completely possible. You're just like, it's, he's smart. He did it. He's smart. Yeah. Like like, (laughs) some of the stuff he did, like the wings, that makes no sense. I'm still on. That makes no sense. And like. I also want to know, how does he make the wife look like a cow? Because mm-hmm. Greek technology was not that advanced. He Did he just put, like, I don't want to get gross here, but, like, did he put, like, cow skin, like, on her? Possibly. I mean, fur, or, like, you could, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was know. disgusting. But, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, so Daedalus somehow ties the threat to an ant. But he had to come up with a way to get the ants through the conch cell. So you might be asking yourself, why would he even do this task if he knew King Minos was doing, was like, maybe setting him up? Well, Daedalus wanted, I guess you say Daedalus is just greedy. Daedalus wanted the money, and he thought maybe if he solved it, King Minos wouldn't come over here and, like, know that it was Daedalus, because he just assumed, oh, I'll just get the money and I'll be fine. No, this task was made because only you could solve it, Daedalus, but... Daedalus was smart, but he didn't have common sense sometimes. So yeah, okay. that and that's usually how it goes, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. Smart people lose common sense. Yeah, sometimes. No offense to any of the smart people out there. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to those honor students. You're good. 
taking okay. those AP classes, you know. I'm sure you guys have common sense too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no offense to those people spending like 12 years of their life in school. You're good. So, uh, Daedalus solves this task by putting honey on the other end to attract the ant to go through the side and come to, out the other side to get to the honey, which was smart because obviously ants are attracted to sweet stuff. Sugary stuff. So, that was a smart way. So, Minos immediately knows that only Daedalus would be that smart to come up with a problem, even though I feel like I would also be able to do that. I feel like the only thing I would have to figure out is how to get the thread to the ant, but I feel like I would be able to mm. come up with the idea to put honey on the other side. I feel like that's not that hard. But you know, whatever. Yeah. This is also ancient Greece, so I guess people weren't really that advanced either. So yeah. honestly, if you think about it, Daedalus could have just been like a normal smart guy <laughs> yeah. and he was just probably considered yeah. smart. He could have had like like an average or even below average IQ for like a modern day human. <laughs> and everyone's like, how the, how, what? What is he Who doing? too? What? Two plus two? No Shuffle? way. Measurements? <laughs> I mean, actually, I mean, Greece, I mean, didn't they, like, build, like, the Colosseum and stuff? Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, Rome? Rome. Was that Rome? That was Rome. Rome and yeah. Greece? Is yeah. that what that is? We will talk about, I want to talk about the difference between Greece and Roman gods. Okay. Because not a lot of people know about that. We will be talking about that maybe in the next couple of episodes. Yeah, um we'll before before i continue i just want to let you guys know this season we will be focusing mainly on greek and probably roman mythology so just putting that out there so that will be our two pantheons that we will be debating this season we should have greece put that versus in the start roman. of the episode i should have put that in the start but i'm not daedalus so don't judge me <laughs> oh my god that's a great way to just blame your stupid stupid actions so. yeah just be like i'm not daedalus so you know whatever Jesus. I'm no Daedalus, you know what I mean? You know? I'm more of a Nicholas if you ask me. <laughs> I'm more of a Minotaur if you tell me anything. No. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, let me get back to that. So, Minos finds out, knows that Daedalus is here. Well, he, he now he has an excuse to go to Sicily because he has to give um, Daedalus the reward. Okay. And so, when, Min- when Minos gets there, he tells King Coclus, I know that you're harboring Daedalus. And I will take down your kingdom unless you turn him over. And King Coclus is like, oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because he uh, knows that Crete is more powerful than Sicily. Because brought all of his troops. I wanted to see a big fight. Battle to the... There is a surprising endgame. I will say that. Okay. Okay. So, the king's daughters, before... They're like, oh no, Minos, before you take Daedalus, why don't we give you a bath? Because, like, I- I'm sure you're tired from your trip. Like, mm. come on, you, you know. Let me give you a bath. Oh, Minos see. agrees because you know he's a little, yeah. he's, he's a little weirdo. So <laughs> he he's like, oh yeah 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 yeah, take me to give me a bath. So they take him and they put him in the tub. Little does Minos know though, these the king's daughters are apprentices of De- of Daedalus. He's been teaching them, so they have very like they have a very deep connection. Mm. So as they're putting Minos in the tub, they hold they hold him down with rope. Ooh. And a hatch opens above him. What's in this hatch, you may ask? Was it spikes? Was it Daedalus with a weapon? No. It was du- It was gallons of scalding water poured on top of Minos, boiling him alive. So yeah, Minos died by being boiled alive like a lobster. Wow. And they couldn't really do much. Like his guards couldn't do anything because they couldn't wow. prove that like, oh, he killed him. Because the daughters just said, oh, he slipped, he, like, fell in, like, scalding hot water or something like that. And they couldn't what? really do much, because... Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay. They're being taught by Daedalus, time. Oh, I, I mean, again, yes, but that really does kind of prove... I mean, for from what I'm hearing, is that... Okay, they walk up to him. First of all, I want to know how old these girls are, because if this dude's letting some... Damn, nah, this is, like... If I'm assuming it's, like, at least 18. Let's just go with 18, 19, because, like... Let's just hope that the Greeks had some yeah. type of thing, even but again, they didn't. But I mean, they couldn't even, like, they they were kind of creepy back in the 1800s, so I don't even want to... This was not the 1800s. I know, it's before the 1800s, right? 
Oh yeah, so if they were creeping in the eighteen, oh, I don't even want to think about that because there's some exactly. stories. Exactly, there's some. If the gods are sleeping with their siblings, like, have I you mean, ever seen those like original like Alice in Wonderland stories? Like those are very creepy. Creepy, bro. Really bad. But, I hate reading like the modern, like the old, real I know. things about it's stuff horrible. like that, like Pinocchio and stuff. No, I don't even want to get into that. But nah. um, from what I'm hearing is. He's trying to find Deadless, and then the ladies, or the daughters, right? The daughters are, they come up to him, they're like, oh my god, let's greet you to this nice bath. Just, yeah, just a relaxing bath, okay? Nothing else, no scolding hot water anywhere but a bathtub. The only place that there would be scolding water, scolding hot water. So, he goes in there and then dies from scolding hot water in the bathtub that they brought him into. But, oh no, he tripped and fell into a bath of scolding hot water that we totally didn't set up. But then again, deadless. How would they prove him wrong? Did, did they have cameras? Okay, they had to take their word for it. You can't exactly I, confront the king's daughters and be like, oh no, you killed him. True, I guess. You know how that looks? That's, and they're without a king now. That's so what true, are they going to yeah. do? That's true. That's very you can't true. like declare war. They don't have anybody. So, you know, it's either that or die. So they just go with it. Daedalus comes out and he says, thank you, my my apprentices, I appreciate it. Um, mm. Live your life and just, you know, peace out, pretty much. So, after that, Daedalus leaves Cocalus. He thanks the king for all his help. For, even though the king was technically about to sell out Daedalus, but you know, whatever. Um, he mm-hmm. lets the king keep the money from the, from the task. And Daedalus eventually leaves. And so he leaves Sicily, and some say, like, he settled down somewhere. Some say he died, like, shortly after on a sea voyage away from there. But yeah, so that's pretty much the end of Daedalus' story. Okay. Um. Okay, so, so um, one of the so things... So I have... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Listen, so I, there, I do have another story that I will tell shortly after this one. Uh, it'll be a shorter story. It'll just be something. Are we adding it on to this episode? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're only 30 minutes, 32 minutes into the recording. Exactly. So I want to give you guys a little, like, background about the wisdom goddess. But that'll be right after this. Let's just talk about this story real quick. Okay. So, was Daedalus a bad guy? Oh, my God. Okay. Here, you can go first. What do you think? What do you think about him? I I don't think Daedalus was a bad guy i don't think he was a good guy he did like use his money for greed and all types of disrespectful things he did kill his nephew but i feel like i feel like he was his heart was in the right place other than like killing his nephew he was jealous obviously but i feel like he was also kind of cursed like he was cursed with knowledge so like he didn't really know how to like i don't he never had a break he was always being forced to like do something for somebody or like forced to work for somebody so he didn't really have a lot of himself time so i feel like he wasn't a bad guy he wasn't a good guy he was just kind of like a a conflicted guy i guess you'd say uh yeah i mean when you put it that way okay so here's the summary of deadless he's cursed with knowledge smartest man in the world everyone loves him for it. he can build anything so, he starts using his knowledge for greed and stuff and money. And then another guy comes along. Very nice, humbled boy. Nothing wrong with him. He, uh, if I'm not wrong, he liked Deadless, right? Did he like Ooh. him? Look up to him? Perdix. Um, Perdix, yeah. Yeah, that's his nephew. Yeah, that's his nephew. Okay, nothing wrong with him, but... Deadless gets jealous of him. He doesn't like him because he's better or he always one-ups him. Even if it's not intentionally, he's still a humbled human or I don't know if he's a human being or not. Mortal or not. But Well, yeah, technically. But still, he's he's a good kid. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just doing what he likes to do. And he just happens to be a little bit better than Deadless. But Deadless doesn't like it. He's jealous. So, he figures out a way to kill him. Okay. Without technically killing him. Without technically killing him, but with the intention of him not being around. Okay, because he doesn't like him. So, that happens, he does it, they figure it out, and he's on the run now. He's trying not to get caught. Okay. He did a hit and run. And now he's alive. You know, he got away. He He's just, I don't... 
he doesn't he's not the best guy like i i get you're saying he it's not his fault he was cursed but he's still not the best guy he still killed someone without technically murdering him but he still didn't like him enough to try and hey go get it oh he's dead now i don't know yeah that's true i don't i don't like so yeah he did kill perdix on his own free will he wasn't cursed by then he so, wasn't cursed I, I forgot he to wasn't mention even cursed by then no, he was cursed after. Oh my god, yes, no, okay. No way. Okay, he's cursed right after he didn't want, like this guy. By Athena. Okay. Because she's mad, yeah. Yes. She had a reason to be mad at him. He had no yeah, reason to kill him. him. And he had every reason to at least understand... Um, per What's his name again? What's his name? Perdix? Because he's smart. Deadless is smart. Perdix is a little bit more smarter. So they're a little bit, they can relate to each other on certain things, but instead he gets jealous and tries to kill him. Ain't no way you could say that that guy's a good guy. Okay. So I see what you mean, but let me, let me, let me tell you a little story, alright? Okay. Athena, the lady who cursed Daedalus, by the way, mm-hmm. for killing somebody. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Arachne? No. She was the, she was turned into a spider by Athena and technically killed. So Arachne was better at tapestry than Athena, who was also like a tapestry goddess. She was she was she was better. She was a ama- well debatably better. People were saying that she was better. So Arachne was very braggy and she bragged a lot and she was like, "Yeah, I'm, maybe I am better." It's similar to like Pasiphae. Mm-hmm. So Athena's like, "You know what? Put up or shut up." So she comes down and challenges Arachne to a tapestry off. I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. tapestry is pretty much knitting like quilts and stuff like that yeah. like stuff like that so they start they they battle for tapestry i guess a, a tapestry off whatever so so athena she makes her tapestry representing showing the gods and their finest the gods being pure and amazing and you know being godly mm-hmm. how they should be but what they weren't arachne shows something different she shows poseidon and zeus chasing women all the time cheating on their wives she shows hades um kidnapping persephone which we will talk about in our halloween episode um she talks about all types of stuff like that all showing the gods at their worst at the the root of what they really do aries killing people all types of stuff like that so Mm -hmm. one side is good one side is bad athena seeing that arachne's tapestry might be slightly better than hers she kills arachne Mm. and turns her into a spider now athena's like justification for for this was you're really good but you're bragging and that doesn't mean it's right and that's not good so don't brag that's why i killed you and let that be a lesson so i have to ask you does that make athena a bad girl or or a bad guy pretty much does it make her a bad person why do you gotta kill people Hmm? why can't you like Throw him in a pit full of darkness for like 300 years. Well, she was mortal. Arachne was mortal. Oh, that's true. Okay. Well, like, why can't you just throw her in a pit of darkness for like three weeks and tell her? That's what I'm saying. So she's a bad guy, right? She's yeah. a bad person. Yeah. Yes. But Daedalus killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed somebody indirectly. And that does make him a bad person. But the thing was, Daedalus learned from this. He repented. He did, after that, he didn't do anything bad. He didn't, like, like he learned a lesson from that. Athena didn't learn anything. She literally killed Arachne, left, and came up with some fake, like, lesson to it. Like, oh, don't be, don't be prideful or whatever. And went on with her life. So does that make her worse than Daedalus? Man. Yeah, I guess it, it does. Exactly. It so does. that's what I'm saying. I think Daedalus is a conflicted character. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy who had some problems in life. He, okay, yes, okay. He how about somebody. this? Let me ask you this. Okay, if they didn't find out that he killed Perdix, no one figured it out. He just died trying to do something, catch something, whatever it was. And um, Deadless was free. He was fine. No one suspected of him of nothing. So. Would he do the same thing that she did and think she was right the whole time and still thinks she's right? Or would he, like, repent, regret everything? 
feel like if they didn't know that he killed Perdix, I think he would have left it a secret. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they're in the same boat, but the only thing is he got caught. She didn't. So did she. Did she get caught? She killed her in an, in front of an audience. Okay, but did they like get mad at her for it? They couldn't. She's a goddess. Oh my god. What Damn. are they going to do? They can be like, oh, we're taking you to court. Like, you can't take her out to court. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, she's a higher power, and she took her anger out on a goddess, on a mortal, because she was jealous that she could have, that she might have been better than her. So I, that makes her wor- that makes her a worse person. I feel like. Yeah, I guess it, it does. She's still not the best. She isn't. She's not good. You know what's crazy? Athena's probably the most level-headed god or goddess in like. Out of the twelve, level-headed. Yes. What do you mean? She's probably the more saint, the most sane one. Oh, really? Yes, which speaks volumes, considering who the other ones oh, are. Oh man. Yeah, so we will eventually talk about these other guys because we'll probably save Zeus for last. Because when we talk about Zeus, we will be talking about Zeus. We will, oh, we will be getting into some stuff, juicy about that stuff yeah that will be dramatic so you know get your popcorn ready because that's about to be a very very long ride Ooh, you'll probably so, be talking for like a good hour that, that that's a good hour episode i don't even know if we'd have time for the debate yeah i know but yeah so so my last question is if is knowing everything if you could know everything in the world and be able to do anything like with your hands and just know like how to craft stuff and like just know about everything is that a curse or is that a blessing it's okay i'm gonna be honest i feel like there's a lot more curses than blessings with that especially if we're talking about reality you know outside of myth and gods right right if you could know everything like, I'm talking everything. Know what someone's thinking, know what someone's done, know what certain people are doing, know what's actually happening in the world, what those big people in their chairs of the companies of certain, whatever, what they're doing, what their plans are. Like, all those things, you know everything in depth. You you know whether or not there's aliens, whether or not Bigfoot's real, whether or not, whatever, it, anything. You know everything, and you know how to build things. You have the power of knowledge, or cursed. Exactly. I feel like but it's that also. What? You think it's a? Do you think it's a curse? I feel like if you look at if you okay, it depends. It also depends on who has that power. Like, because certain people can accept how corrupt things are, especially seeing it firsthand because that you have the ability to see that and know everything. Right. So I feel like if some mortal had been cursed with the power of knowledge, they'd probably break down, and cry, and cry for like months, because yeah. you have the you have the knowledge of everything of in this, like how how many years has like humanity like since I don't even know the eighteen hundreds, more farther like way something BC way way way, way back. back the dinosaurs all you have all the information. But everything you technically up until know then. how the universe was made everything like that exactly i feel you, like you would probably just pass out you'd go insane you would exactly you yeah, have to like be nobody you have to be a strong very strong very very like a monk strong but like even then i don't even know if a monk could could be strong enough to do that because if you have the power and the knowledge to do that what if your religion isn't real like what if everything you believe wasn't true then you'd it's go true. crazy then because you have no hope you have no nothing everything that you believed wasn't true like oh my god you have to be an unbelievably strong person you'd have to have the strongest mind in the world like seriously i feel like you'd you, have to be you'd I, have to be Icarus smart man <laughs> yeah i don't i mean honestly if you were if you were icarus smart i don't think anything could hurt you Facts. until you like you fall from the sky you could find out if you could touch the sky i mean i mean true yeah. true icarus, find out what he couldn't icarus but super smart you know, and if you do and if you can't maybe you'll get an ocean named after you even if you can't touch it you know hey find the bottom of the so, ocean it, either way 
Either way, it's a win-win situation for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, that'll spark another question. Who do you think... What type of person do you think could handle that that sort of knowledge? Like, a real person? Yeah, because, I mean, you were talking mortals, right? Mm, Like a real person? Like somebody who's alive right now? Yeah. Because that was... I mean, yeah, that was your original question. Like, what would you do with that power? If anyone who could handle that sort of power. I'm not going to lie. I feel like somebody who doesn't, like, believe in a religion or, like, doesn't really believe in anything, like, has no hopes, no dreams, anything like that, I feel like they would be able to handle that because they don't have expectations. They don't have expectations exactly. for, like, how That's they're going to die. That's what I was about to say. I, just, like I was kind of scared to say because I feel like it was going to be really controversial. But, like, atheists or scientific, like, um, people who believe in um, science over a religion... I feel like they could handle that sort of knowledge better, more or less benefit from it. Yeah. Like, because they're over here trying to believe. figure out, they're like, because people who believe in scientists are like, oh, how does this happen? How does a black hole, I mean, we probably already know a lot about black holes already, but like, how many freaking planets are there? How many, how deep is the ocean? And then boom, they have the knowledge to know that. I feel like they would benefit from that more than anything. Exactly. I feel like nobody should be even have that type of knowledge. That's no, dangerous. It's really dangerous, especially depending it. I won't name any names, but you know, <laughs> there's Just too many same. names. <laughs> Use your imagination, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, also, I feel like that would eliminate every problem. And I feel like us as humans, we need. I don't know how this sounds, but I feel like we need problems to live. You know what I mean? Sort of, yeah. Like if we lived life without conflict, like we wouldn't be able to live. Like, I don't know, we wouldn't be able we to wouldn't learn. It's sort of the same thing that happens when, for instance, like, if a parent sugarcoats everything for their child and never lets them have a certain, like, even, like, a little bit of a problem that they have to overcome or deal with on their own. What are they learning? What are they learning? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't learn anything without a sort of problem. I mean, problems suck, and sometimes it can be overbearing, but still, you learn something from it. Whether or not you learned that you were wrong in the first place or you were right in the first place. You still learn something from problems. So, so, um, that's where we're going to end our discussion about Daedalus. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to first thank everybody who's been listening to this podcast so far. Um, we've hit 31 plays on our episodes and we just want to say we appreciate everybody who's been listening to our podcast. you guys a lot um yeah so just thank you guys all for listening um i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode oh and thank everyone who has shared the podcast yeah thank you so much a lot for those uh we have a twitter it is at d pantheons i want to say yeah at at d pantheon it is right now it is at capital d Capital P A N T H E O N S. We also and that a, is our Twitter. We also have a Facebook, which I did not know, but yes, apparently yes, we have a Facebook. Yes, I did make a, pa- a Facebook page for us, and it is same thing as everything. Um, uh, it is debate the pantheons, but my name, my name's also, in it, but it's debate the pantheons. Also, we are available on. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. That's my favorite. Spotify. My favorite is Apple Podcast. Yes, for those of you who use iPhones, I have an Android, so you know, sadness, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, we are available on Apple, Google, Overcast, which is a podcast website, and Amazon Music. So, yeah, we are available on all four platforms. We decide to. Ex- oh, we're also available on Anchor, which is a very good place. We're not sponsored by Anchor yet. But yeah, that's a good place. If you want to start a podcast, use Anchor. That's all we have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's Anchor.fm if you want to listen on Anchor. And what, yeah, one, we will, one thing that I do want to say is feedback is really helpful. If we don't sound good, if one of us is too loud, if one of us is too far away or cutting out, it really helps. If our topics are too dry, whatever it is, if I'm not talking enough, which I'm still, I'm, I'm trying to talk as much as I can. Okay, but this guy... 
James, he knows everything. Okay, he's telling us the story. But I'm trying to butt in as much as I can. So, feedback helps a lot with anything. It's how we fix and learn things. It's how we do everything. So, a little bit of feedback helps a lot. It goes a long way. So, that's why you guys should be on our Twitter. We will be, we will post updates on there. We Sometimes, um, whether it'll be me or Tristan, I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably be the one probably posting this. I'll post like questions about maybe what do you want to hear about? What do you want us to talk about? Like in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing we will be having by next episode, most likely, we will, we, we will have our official Debate the Pantheon's cover art. This one is only temporary, but we will have we have somebody working on that. Shout out to Trevor. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so eventually we are slowly but surely becoming and getting and getting more in tune with this podcast stuff. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I got a new mic. And yeah, so we've been working on a lot of stuff. Tristan's been really good with the tech stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Was, oh, oh. If we haven't talked about it already, because I'm pretty sure we may have talked about it with the last schedule. We were gonna originally do it every Saturday, but instead we wanted to. I don't know if it helps anything because it's it's kind of just a day difference. But uh, we're gonna be doing a podcast every Thursday, and yeah. We're going to try and keep up with that, but that is the plan, is every Thursday we will have an episode up. Yes, ex- exactly. We decided to do that. I felt We felt like it was easier, especially it also helped with our schedules. Yeah, We also does. have lives. Yeah, we, we so. do have lives. Um, uh, okay, how do I... Okay, so we we're, we're, we started recording at 9. It's 9.59. It's about to be an hour. Still 50. So, Tristan, you want to do the outro? Yes. But what I was going to say, though, is every time we upload, it'll, we like it, anyone who starts listening to us like religiously and loves it, um, we will most likely be uploading every time on Thursday around 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock or later. So it'll probably come up around 11, like up on Anchor and stuff. It'll come up on around 11. So just expect that. Yeah. And please, if you guys like the episode please give us a star rating it doesn't have to be five stars could be four (laughs) three please don't let it be two or one that's kind of messed up but you know yeah if you guys really like the episode please just please share this podcast please give us stars and also uh yeah we also didn't give you yeah but if you want to talk to us or if you want to give us feedback we will post a post episode tweet where you guys can talk Tell us what you liked about the episode. So again, that's at D P capital D P A N T H E O N S. And we are debate the Panther. So Tristan's going to do the outro. Alright, guys. So that is the end of this episode of what did we call this episode again? The uh Deadless, a man cursed with knowledge. That is the end of this episode. If any one of you who are listening to this episode have sneezed at all during this uh what 53 minute episode bless you and your whole family if they have sneezed during this episode and whether or if you're having a good if you if damn it okay if it's nighttime have a good night if it's morning good morning and if it's afternoon have a good afternoon and we will see you next time peace out